Hello, and welcome to the Performance Marketing Spotlight. I'm your host, Marshall Nyman, founder and CEO of Nymonco. Each episode, the podcast brings you someone with deep experience in the performance marketing space where they will highlight their experiences within the industry. Today, I have Janine Crooks, who is Partner Acquisition and Development at AWIN Global. Welcome to the podcast, Janine. Thank you so very much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, very excited to have you today. So let's get right to it. Why don't you start by introducing yourself to the audience so they can get to know you a bit? Sure. Well, uh, Janine Crooks, I've been with AWIN for almost 13 years now, and I've been in the affiliate marketing industry for 24. So I've been around since it was just barely getting started. And uh, and I love it. I couldn't imagine doing anything else because I think it's an industry with unlimited opportunities kind of for anybody who wants to get in there. And, you know, I've just seen it change people's lives. And gosh, how can you not work for something that's that great? So I love affiliate marketing. Yeah. I mean, when, I'm, when all my friends got started, they're like, you got to do it. You got to do it. And then like, you know, you tell your friends, oh, it's the industry you want to be in. So, I mean, uh, I think you're, you're spot on there. hundred percent. So where, where did you get your start in the industry? Well, it's kind of funny. I originally started, believe it or not, with a motorcycle parts and accessories company. And we had a website and I got the idea that, gee, we would pay a commission to people who referred other people to us. You know, I had no idea that was called affiliate marketing at the time, you know, but it worked. And then the next company I was at, I was their affiliate manager. So I, you know, kind of got trial by fire pretty darn fast, you know, but I absolutely love it. I've been to every affiliate summit since 2005. So the next one, I think is my 38th affiliate summit this summer. So looking forward to that. And, you know, just I've tried to be very active in the industry, spent a lot of time, for example, testifying for the Amazon tax when that was the big issue, the affiliate tax, because I didn't want any affiliates to lose their opportunity and access to this industry over something like geography. So ultimately we won. And believe it or not, the Wayfair decision is five years old this year. Go figure. So that's another topic for another day. But it's it. what the bottom line is, it protected affiliates ultimately. So we won in that respect. And that was something that I did in conjunction with the Performance Marketing Association, which I know we're going to get to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So, so, why, so why don't you tell us a little bit about AWIN Global, where you're currently at? Well, I'm very proud to be part of AWIN Global. When I first started here in the U.S., we were Buy.at, which was then acquired by Affiliate Window, who was owned more by Xanox Group. Ultimately, everybody bought everybody, you know, and so we changed the name to AWIN. So we are a global affiliate network. We're in, I think, 15 different countries now. We have about 1,600 employees globally. We're huge in the U.S., so I don't want anybody to think, oh, they're only a European network. Anybody who thinks that is sadly mistaken and missing an opportunity. Um, And then I was very excited because uh, I believe it's six years ago now, we actually acquired ShareASale, which I was so thrilled about um, because, you know, I'd known Brian Littleton since forever, you know, and he was the one who who founded ShareASale. And it was because we had very similar approach to the business, very similar ethics and things like that, that Brian decided that out of anybody in the world, he was willing to sell his baby to AWIN, you know, and that's because we're all about transparency. We're all about ethics. I wish everybody in the industry always behaved the same way, but I can tell you how we behave. And those are very important to us. So, you know, having share a sale is huge. So globally, I think we have around 26,000 merchants. And in the U.S., I know we've got, mm, boy, over 8,000. And then we work with, I think, in total, about 1.4, 1.5 million affiliates. You know, and everybody's got like 1 point something million affiliates or more. I'm more proud of the fact that um, 
you know, well over 275,000 of ours are active because there's, there's a huge difference between just sheer numbers and active. Ours are active. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah, that. That definitely makes a difference having them active versus just sitting stagnant in your program. It's uh, some oh of those God, kind yes. of it is always a process. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, I mean, for, for merchants that are trying to get going, we can offer them a lot of guidance. So we, we have AWIN, which is an, a platform you can go to if you want some more help, like if you want support from the network, perhaps you want help in recruiting or something like that, you can get that. And then share sale is primarily self-managed. But of course, we work with agencies on both platforms. We work with several hundred agencies. So, you know, if that's the direction that you want to go as far as your program management, we welcome that too. So we try and uh, try and be able to help just about anybody become successful in affiliate marketing. Yep. We definitely manage uh, programs on, on ba uh, both networks at NIMO. So uh, I can definitely attest to uh, And we appreciate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your current role as partner in acquisition development at A1. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, since I've been around since God was a little boy, kind of in this industry, you know, A1 um, was very appreciative of, you know, all of my connections and, and my knowledge base, which was great. So I became partner acquisition. So I can work with both merchants and with new publishers to help them come on board into the platform to help them, you know, kind of um, find their initial, you know, footing with different programs or whatever, you know, whether it's a publisher trying to figure out which merchants are right for them, or it's a merchant trying to figure out which publishers or, you know, which tech partners to work with or all those sorts of things, you know, that's where I become a resource. And if I don't know the answer to the question, I know who in each company does have the answer to the question. So I get to play matchmaker a lot and I just love it. I, you know, as you can tell, it's my favorite topic to talk about. <laughs> and I think that's pretty unique in, in your role because not too many people that I talk to tell me they work on both sides. So to be able to work on both sides is, is probably interesting and gives you a lot more holistic picture of how everything's working together. Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, and, and so what I do as part of my job is to make sure that I'm aware of anything that's going on on both sides of the equation. So, you know, today I attended a session that was held by our publisher success team, which told us about new publishers that are coming into the industry you know, or coming into onto the platform, you know, and we talk about different things. Like I remember, you know, the first time we started talking about buy now, pay later, or about card linked offers or something like that, so that I'm familiar with that and can talk to new merchants about it. You know, conversely, if I see a great merchant come on board, and I know of a publisher that we've got on the platform, that would be a great fit, I'll reach out to that publisher and just say, hey, you know what, you need to know about this. You know, and I also run our Facebook groups. So we actually have a win for bloggers on there. We have a share a sale for bloggers group. And we've just launched a share a sale for merchants group. So you know, new merchants that are trying to figure out stuff can go in there and they can ask me all sorts of questions or best practices. You know, we try and share all of that to just really try and offer as much support as we can so that everybody becomes successful. Because face it, it's performance marketing. The only way that AWIN slash share a sale are going to be successful is if we make sure that our merchants are successful and our publishers are successful. We don't want it to just be this numbers game that I think some of the other networks perhaps approach it as if we have enough publishers and we have enough merchants, we're going to be successful. No. We really want to take care of everybody that comes on our platform as much as they want. We're going to try and support them. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. I like that approach because, you know, that's who I am. <laughs> so I get 
to be me. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's about having the right partners in your program for sure. It's not just about having the, the most amount of publishers. And I think that's one thing that we're, we're always looking to do is try to really have the right ones in there and not just have a mm-hmm. or 300 publishers. And then the ones that are in there, you know, you have a relationship and they're actually driving consistent traffic for, for the brand. So I think you make great points on all of that. Outside I think of your you role- also really understand the concept of long tail publishers as well, you know, which is so critical because so many merchants only want like the biggest guys that they want to work with. They want to work with the, you know, the influencers who have 1.2 million followers. And it's like, you're missing so many people. Maybe they've only got 5,000 followers who listen to every single recommendation that particular content blogger or influencer makes and they buy. I I would rather have 5,000 engaged followers than a million. Eh, You know what I mean? Oh, I, I agree 100%. Because I think like if, if you go after the biggest fish first, the first thing they're going to do is look you up. And if none of their competitors have covered you, you know, yeah. like to, hey, you're, you're too small or you're not there yet. So I like to actually focus on the smaller partners to start um, because they're more open to receiving product, testing new things, and maybe taking a chance on something. Where, you know, the bigger ones, you know, you kind of build it up from the bottom, they might not see that buzz out there. And so, you know, you might have a harder chance, but if they say, Hey, our competitors are talking about this product, maybe it makes sense for us to cover it too. So I think, yeah, having that kind of ground up strategy makes sense versus going after the the pie in the sky. Very wise, very wise. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Uh, you before. I just, no, no, just just because most people don't get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think that that's really important to, to, to mention. So to switch gears a little bit, you've been part of the PMA. I know you actually served on the board previously, and this year they're celebrating 15 years. And the PMA is the Performance Marketing Association for uh, people that aren't familiar. Would love for you to just tell us a little bit about the organization and your experience with it. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, I've been a supporter of the PMA right from the start. Um, And that was even before I joined AWIN. So that's how long ago that was. But, you know, PMA was originally founded because of the whole challenge that we dealt with, with the, you know, affiliate nexus issues. And just for those who who might not have run into that, basically, states were looking for a reason to tax individual merchants. And they only could do it if there was a physical presence in the state. And so what they tried to do was say, oh, the affiliate works for your company. They have a physical presence in your state. Therefore, we have to, therefore, you must charge our state sales tax. And so what merchants did was said, well, we'll just get rid of the affiliates in that state. And they would just wipe out anybody who was in that state. And it was it was really very hard for a couple of years. And so there were some of us who got together. And um, I wasn't a founding member, I will say, but I joined on pretty fast because Colorado was actually the fourth state that considered this. And so, you know, everybody kind of pooled their money and got a lawyer and, you know, managed to survive through all the craziness that was that. And that went on for years and years until the Wayfair decision came through. So for anybody who wants to look it up, it's Wayfair versus South Dakota. That's kind of what took affiliates out of the equation for um, being the reason that sales tax needs to be charged or not. So that's the foundation of the PMA. Now it's grown into just this tremendous organization that has a huge number of resources, both for merchants and for publishers, as well as there's several agencies that are involved too. So you can go on there and you can learn, you know, best strategies on things. I know we've got a couple new white papers that are coming out, you know, about things like toolbars, or, um, you know, just all sort of brand bidding, those kinds of things. And it just, it's really good. We do a lot of different online 
webinars too. So, you know, LinkedIn chats and things like that. So you can learn about things that are happening now in the industry. For example, we recently had one on AI and, you know, things that are coming up in the industry as well. So it's, it's just a great opportunity, not to mention that it's an incredible networking opportunity because, you know, kind of anybody who's everybody should be, is, is in the platform already, is in PMA. And, you know, I love it. The last time I went to Affiliate Summit and we had an event, you know, I could not believe how many people were PMA members already. And it was golden because you could reach out to them through the PMA platform and set up, you know, appointments and meetings and conversations, you know, that it just, it helps on networking so much. And even, you know, other times of the year than when conferences are on or something like that, you can go into PMA and just, and ask for help. You can ask questions and other people who are in there are very happy to share their knowledge. So it's like having this tremendous specialized knowledge base that you can tap into anytime. How golden is that? (laughs) You know? So I yeah. love PMA. Uh, they, they have a presence at most of the major affiliate events. So if anybody's ever looking to get involved, you can always stop by and chat with any mm-hmm. of us. At the, and then just, you know, I think one of the benefits of joining outside of all the things that you mentioned is that you can also get access to some of the events at a discounted rate mm-hmm. and one free ticket a year to uh, Affiliate Summit. So there's definitely a lot of benefits for joining that actually outweigh the cost. So that was my initial yes. reason for joining, you know, to because it's like, oh, I'm going to go to these events anyways. And then it was like, kind of like open the door and I realized like there's so much more. And that's how I met you person at the PI Live PMA. Event. Yes. So yeah, it, it's it's definitely a great organization to be in. I think for affiliate networking is kind of the heart of the space. So this is just another way to network and continue to kind of sharpen your skills and grow your connections. It absolutely is. I mean, you, you hit on the biggest thing, you know, that it's the networking and, you know, for example, the PMA events at various things, like for example, you know, we did have an event at PI live. There's going to be one, there's always one at each affiliate summit and some other, you know, shows as well. And you can actually get there and sit down and talk face to face with the merchant that you wanted to talk to, with the agency you wanted to talk to, with the publisher you wanted to talk to, you know, in kind of a a casual, less insane environment than it is on the show floor. Because the show floor usually is speed dating. Let's admit it. You know, it's like, okay, you got eight minutes. Are we a match or not? Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Yes. We'll talk later. You know, but, but when you can sit down at some place like some of those events and actually get to talk with people and, and kind of explore the opportunity on both sides, you know, it's, it's very common to find new things that you never even thought about doing or new ways of, of working together because you had that chance to kind of sit and relax in a casual environment. And, you know, yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts of any conference I go to is the PMA event. So awesome. yeah, it's good. <laughs> and and I think events are just like a, a, a big part of the space. When I, you know, went through the pandemic and then went to my first event after the pandemic, it was just like mm-hmm. kind of like opened my eyes again to like, oh, how important the events were. But like stopped doing them for a few years. They almost kind of like lost their importance in my mind. And then like, you know, you just kind of go back to them and you know, you're you're connecting with people and talking to people that you haven't seen in a long yeah. time and just kind of coming up with new ideas and ways to work together. So love all those events and love how the PMA has always helped supporting those events. 
It really so, makes such a huge difference. Oh yeah, for sure. So what are some challenges that you see the affiliate marketing industry is currently facing? Well, I think there's a couple things that are coming up. You know, I think some people were kind of are still finding out about the iOS 17 update where they intend to take, you know, tracking out of links. Now it doesn't represent a huge amount of volume overall in the industry, but you know, it's something we definitely need to be aware of. So I know for us as a as a platform, you know, AWIN Global, you know, we're we're already looking at at ways to respond to that, you know, kind of what it's going to affect. And, and so we're prepared. We're not, you know, terrified of it. But, you know, nevertheless, you need to pay attention to it. If you're a publisher, is your merchant ready to still maintain the tracking? If you're a merchant, is your network able to do that? And if you've got your own kind of in-house program only, you got to really pay attention. So, you know, kind of one of the benefits for being on a network. Yeah, I know I work for a network, but there's a lot of things networks can do for you to make your life easier. And that's one of them. Um, so I think that that's going to be an issue. And then the other thing is, you know, AI, as we watch it come together, because it's, there's a lot of unknowns in there, you know, so for content publishers, AI gets their information from someplace, and they don't credit you for it. So, you know, you could just basically kind of, in, in an AI way, have your content scraped and given to somebody else, you know, that sort of thing. Plus now, as some of the different AI format owners are taking a look at things, they're figuring out ways to monetize it themselves. And so they're inserting merchants right in there. And so publishers are going to have to be alert on ways to be able to work with that so that it doesn't go around them, you know, as, as the chat bots become more sophisticated and stuff like that, you know, Bard is going to be a challenge. I can tell that already, you know, so, so you really need to be on top of your game. It's not just one of those, oh yeah, that exists now kind of things. You're going to have to see how it affects your business. So we, we really are trying to be very cognizant of that. Yeah. And then when you're just saying all those things, you made me think about that Google's going to start showing coupon codes in the SERP and that could also affect mm -hmm. coupon publishers. So that's also, I guess, another thing kind of around all that uh, with some of the changes Google's making. Yeah. Well, you know, not it's going to affect those publishers. It's going to affect merchants who've said, no, I don't want to be part of a coupon program, you know, and just like, you know, like they feel like it, it diminishes them or something. And what I've always found is that for a merchant, Usually there's things that they can do as an offer that really is already in their business plan. You know, maybe they give a discount for somebody who signs up for their email list. Maybe they do a, you know, free shipping if you buy X amount of dollars. You know, maybe they have a clearance section. So, you know, just for those merchants out there who are like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't want to offer a coupon. You probably already are offering some sort of deal already. So just see how you can, you know, kind of shape that to fit. Because, yeah, you could get hurt by this. You need to figure out your strategy to make sure that it doesn't take you down. Yeah. I think the tracking challenges you mentioned is almost more going away just as a challenge and more just like kind of like a permanent thing because it used to be like you know you placed a pixel and you know that it was good for years like you know it, it seemed like yeah. that was the process for like you know a, a decade and then you know really like maybe the last five six years or, or so now mm -hmm. there's changes and it's like the pixel is getting updated frequently and there's more parameters and now you're connecting directly into the uh, CMSs for the platform. So like, you know, there's just so much that's changing with the tracking where it's like, I think it's just like an ongoing job now versus just kind of like, you know, being prepared for what's going to happen. It's like, you, you know, things are going to change with it. So it's, I guess, figuring out how the technology can be ahead uh, yes. of what's happening. You're, you hit it right on target there, you know, seriously, because 
Marshall, it's just like every day there's new technologies that are, are showing up. And if you stay on top of them, you can leverage them to your benefit. But if you ignore them, you know, I mean, that's what Amazon counted on when they cut all the commissions down to 1% during COVID. Hundred thousands, hundreds of thousands of blogs out there with, you know, tens of millions of links or more back to Amazon where people hadn't been paying attention. So Amazon still kept making money because nobody had bothered to stay on top of things. So what you just said was actually quite profound. And I hope everybody really, you know, listens to that part twice that, you know, you really do have to stay on top of all the technology changes and what's happening on your site to make sure that, you know, you succeed in those opportunities as opposed to getting crushed by the new technology. And I actually recently audited a couple of programs on ShareSale and they were like older programs that you know, have been around for like almost a decade, like, you know, not, not new yeah. programs. And they yeah. haven't, hadn't looked at how their pixel was set up since launch. And, um, you know, like stuff like that is staying on top of the, the pixel, making sure you're up to date with any of the changes. Um, I think mm -hmm. is really important for brands these days. Cause I think people, it, it wasn't something they stayed on top of. And so they just kind of didn't think right. about it. And so we're definitely yeah. seeing like you know, programs that have sometimes tracking issues because people haven't paid the proper attention to the technology. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, that's one of the things that I enjoy in our industry is you can say, oh, it's so last week. And it really is because stuff is changing that fast, you know, but, but it's, you know, it's kind of your responsibility to me for a merchant. It's their responsibility to their affiliates to stay on top of things. And conversely for affiliates to stay on top of things with their merchant, that when a change comes through, you know, you honor that and you do it. This is, you know, it may be a side hustle for a lot of people and that's fine. That's great. But nevertheless, do it right. Don't just do it part way. And it, you know, it's got such potential to it if you do it that way. So, you know, you want that vacation in Hawaii this year? Make sure you're on top of, you know, the uh, links that are on your site, <laughs> you know, because it's possible, sure. more than possible. <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched affiliates who started off with a little tiny blog pay off their mortgages in like less than five years because they did a good job being affiliates. So, you know, let that be encouraging to people. I've seen it happen I more than once. I really gave that advice to someone last night. Um, a friend, <laughs> I said, uh -huh. you, could, you could be a content creator. I, so I said it wasn't going to happen overnight, but you can create a blog or site and start to promote products. And, you know, over time, you know, that revenue will go from, you know, a few dollars a month to a few hundred dollars a month to maybe a few thousand dollars a month. And, you know, that's a whole nother yeah. revenue that you can have. And, you know, the ability to, you know, know what new products are coming out and have the ability to share that with your audience is also a, a cool opportunity too. So I think, you know, being an affiliate is definitely a great way to, to jump in and, and start your own business. It absolutely is, you know, and, and what I love about affiliate marketing is it's not an expensive business to get into it from an affiliate standpoint. You know, you get a URL, you get hosting, you start working on the content yourself and, and you will get the rewards based on, you know, the amount of effort you put into it. Um, and so, you know, I literally, one of the first places that I worked at as an affiliate manager, one of the most successful members in our program was a guy who was homeless when he started. And he literally begged enough money to buy the URL and he begged enough money for his hosting. And he would go into the library for an hour a day and be able to use their computer to upload articles. By the time I met him, he owned his own home. He had his mom living with him, so he was taking care of her. And son was in college with his own car. So, you know, he did well. And yeah. it just, it I love those kinds of stories. 
Yeah. I, 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 the person that I talked to last night, the example I gave them was like, you know, whatever is new and up and coming that people are looking for information about, if you become an mm -hmm. information source for that, you know, people are going to flock to like, there's new technologies, new things coming out, you know, like, so if there's a new thing that you can share information on, that's going to help people, it's something that worth looking into. And I, I say like, if it's your, you have a hobby and it's not well yes. covered in the space and you already have maybe like, you know, some of the gear or some of the products, like you can just mm -hmm. jump in right there and start, start doing it, you know, like, and, um, it's not that big of a lift, as you said, if it's something that you're already into and passionate about, um, it might mm -hmm. just come natural. Might just need a few oh, GoPros. Definitely. Yes. And don't be terrified to publish an article. I see so many affiliates that like, you know, they've got it all written, but is it perfect yet? Don't worry about it. 90% is fine. Nothing's just perfect. Publish. <laughs> you can always, you know, you're, you're posting it you're in, in butter, not in concrete. You can go back and you can tweak it some more if you want to. So, but, you know, get started. So, yeah. sorry, that's my little I rant, agree. but I just seen so many publishers that are like right there and then stop out of fear. No, I mean, I, I get it. Don't be afraid. It took me yep, like from the start of the podcast to actually get it out. You know, it just took me like so much time to get that first one out. And then after I was like, oh, like, no, now it just kind of like happens. And I was like, I got so caught up in just like the details on the first one that, you know, sometimes you just yes. got to jump in. And I think, yeah, you know, as you evolve over time, you get better. And so, you know, what you look like today isn't what you're going to look like tomorrow. And so you just kind of evolve with that. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's just, it's fun. And I know uh, just one other point, you will never forget your first affiliate sale ever. I know exactly how much mine was for, what it was that they bought, you know, how much commission I made. You never forget. And that's been <clears throat> more years than I care to identify right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> cause I, I, you know, I, within the industry, I've been an affiliate, I've been a merchant, I've been a vendor, you know, this is my second time with an affiliate network. So kind of seen all the perspectives and love yep, the you industry. just gave me a flashback to when i got started and i was sitting uh at a desk in a uh, one bedroom apartment <laughs> working for an affiliate network uh, in those first well, sales I was, so. <laughs> it works it really works <laughs> i know i was so skeptical because it was like i had no idea what i was getting into and it was like this startup <laughs> and you know the next thing you know it's like you know, you can make a career of it. So yeah, I, I recommend anybody that's looking to get started in performance marketing to just jump in. There's plenty of resources mm -hmm. online to learn and it's just about gaining experience. So just like what we were saying is, you know, don't wait for perfection, just kind of jump in right. and, and get to it. And that's always the best way to tackle things. So I think it's a great way to end it. Really appreciate Janine from AWIN Global for joining the podcast this week. Some really great insights on her experience in the space. What is the best way for listeners to connect with you? Well, you can find me kind of on any platform. So you can find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn and, you know, I'm on Twitter and just, you know, every way that way. Um, you can email me, you know, so it's just janine.crooks at awin.com. And I'm going to guess that you'll have my name someplace because it's hard to spell, but here goes. It's J-E-A-N-N-I-N-E dot C-R-O-O-K-S at awin.com. And that's A-W-I-N. So, you know, I'm always happy to talk to people who just plain have questions. You know, I, I, I love, love doing that. So, you know, you don't have to be um, you know, an affiliate on a winner share a sale or a merchant or anything like that. You can just be like, Hey, I was wondering, can I ask you this? Yes. Please feel free to do so. Cause that's uh, that's my passion. I just love helping people get started in an industry. I love. 
I can attest to that. When I uh, sent you a LinkedIn request, the first thing you asked me is how you can help me. So I thought that was uh, really nice of you. So um, she's not saying that lightly. She, she's really saying that uh, truthfully. So um, I, I appreciate that. And I think that's an important part of the industry as well, is just kind of giving back to others and, and helping people that are trying Absolutely. to do so, yep. Again, thank you to Janine. I'm Marshall Nyman, the host of the Performance Marketing Spotlight. I'm signing off. Thank you for joining us and give us a like or follow if you've enjoyed this content. Have a great one.